It is Mosley and Simcox. And uh, we're going to take you through a crazy Friday. we got a lot of stuff planned for you. The Fonz. Steven, I mean, the people we get on this week, so fun, much fun. Fran Priscilla, yesterday I talked to LaFonzo Ellis. We'll play that. The great, uh, and Steven, I may have said, it's so funny. LaFonzo Ellis and I now are just like texting back and forth furiously. You know how sometimes you're like, is that guy, you know, we found out the hard way with one ESPN personality who shall remain unnamed. But this guy, I was running late as only I can. I mean, I was running late, and, I'm, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I was supposed to call. I was supposed to call, like, t- you know, five, six minutes ago. And I get a hold of him. I get a hold of the Fonz, LaFonzo Ellis. And, I mean, it could not. I mean, it was just, like, incredible. And then the rest of the day, I mean, he, and he's, like, a huge Baylor fan, and he's the only ESPN personality who picked Baylor. And, um, and unlike me, he's not going around getting in fights with people. He's just, he just loves everybody. I, we should be more like the Fonz. You know what, Stephen? I get in these little scrapes, and I and I was today. I was reminded. I was doing one of those uh, neuromuscular massages, and I thought to myself, "I'm fortunate to be alive or even walking." And I let I let myself get into these dumb little spats with people. Like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Let's be more like Fonz. Let's be more like Simcox. Stephen, you don't get in a lot of scrapes. You're just kind of, you know, just kind of do your thing, man. Uh, but LaFonso was so good. And so I'm going to look right now and see exactly. We'll see. We've got another Baylor great that may join us. But uh, for now, we'll think about doing LaFonso at 140 today. And, again, that's a, he's the big-time guy that you see with Reese Davis. And, Stephen, let's see, Reese, LaFonso, Jay Billis is always on there. And then um, – who am I missing? Oh, uh, Seth Greenberg. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like Seth, too. Seth gets real mad, though, if you – one time I tried to make a crack about Rick Barnes, and ooh, Seth. <laughs> that didn't go over well with him? No, no. <laughs> Rick's one of the best coaches in this country. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not in the NCAA what did, tournament. <laughs> what Fran say to us the other day? Like, <laughs> Rick Barnes only – he only disliked Scott because he didn't have – he couldn't get two wins a year anymore. Yeah, what he was mad about was – that not being two wins anymore against, against yeah. the Bears. Yeah, yeah. And Fran used to work for him. Rick's born again. He uh, he and Scott have a little more in common these days, and I actually think they're they're okay pals. think everything's okay there. One time, Stephen, I made some crack on, on Twitter, and like ch- it triggered uh, about Barnes, and it triggered Cooperstein. Like he went crazy on me. And it was just like – and, you know, he's a longtime friend. He's <laughs> something like, if your career is ever – Anything like Rick's, it'll, I mean, it was just like, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's like a family member. I had tweaked a family member of the Rick Barnes. Like, geez, okay. All right, Stephen, uh, we got all those Big 12 new coaches. Uh, the NeighborWorks people heard it yesterday. They liked all that we did on the Big 12 basketball report, NeighborWorks Waco. What a great group that is. In fact, I need to, Stephen, we're gonna, I'm going to drop by there and get to know some of the other folks at NeighborWorks Waco because the CEO is a great friend of mine. I want to I kind of, now that we're out of COVID, I want to get to know some of the other folks over there, and we'll, we'll have them on the show and have some fun with them. Yeah, we ought to have Roy on, of all things, the man from his late – I mean, the late 60s, early 70s, who starred for the Bears. I don't know if Roy would say he starred. He was on the team. Uh, but he was a great, great play. You know, just a, he was ahead of his time. I've told you this before, Stephen. Roy Nash could hit the outside shot. But he was like 6'8". You know, and they're like, they didn't let 6'8 guys float around the, the out there. And they didn't have three-point line until 1979. In this day and age, he'd go even, – even at age 70, he, would, he could roll out of bed – and just start knocking down threes. Like, that's the kind of range. People never truly lose their shot in basketball. Like, I think in football, people have a hard time getting around anymore. And sometimes people's legs give them trouble and knees. You ever notice that, Stephen? Like, if you were really good at basketball at any point in your life, you still can you still can knock down shots when you're 75 years old. Um, the only thing – the only person I've seen football still have, like, a ton of zip on their – stallback – at age 76, 77, whatever he is, he may be 78 for all I know, um, he can still zip it. Like he literally can just like rip a pass to the sideline. 
Like not like, oh, Roger, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a fifteen yard out. It's like no run a twenty five yard out and I'm gonna put the ball right there. And he's seventy eight years old. Now that's that's taking care of yourself. That's taking your omega threes to be right there. But we appreciate we appreciate Central National Bank. Well been so much fun. Presented we are their presenting sponsor. What a group that is. Stephen, I mean Brian Fonville. How about those, uh, Stephen? Are you loving our our? I think people are loving our tweets. Have you noticed this week our Baylor content is getting like insane amounts of downloads? I mean, I don't I don't want to pad the stats, but I would say the Tang, the the Jacus, the Freshilla. Trying to think who else we've had. Um, we'll have uh, Everyday John. We'll have Lafonso at Everyday John. And by the way, thanks to David Kay. Um, I'm not e- the easiest person to work with, but David Kay helps us arrange all these things. Um, uh, and and so, but Stephen, I love that Central National Bank. The the graphics we put out there now, it really looks nice. And um, I think even that Ben Cardi guy would be pleased with how his photo looks now. Stephen, remember he thought he thought one of those pictures made him look too big, and so he made us change the picture. I think, I yeah. Think, I think Paul would. I think Paul would be excited about the way things look these days. <laughs> Very clean. Oh, do we? Uh, do so. Central National Bank. They're just Johnny on the spot with all of that. It's like they're bankers. They do all the PPP loans, and then they'll turn around and like somehow they're like graphic artists too. And then Joe's like in acting. Like Joe will be in like some kind of huge local theater production, like at the Hippodrome. Joe Nesbitt. I. I these people are sort of. I don't know, Stephen, or were they were they made to be bankers, or are they? You think they're just kind of? They, they, I mean, it, it's it's amazing all these things they can do. But uh, they, yeah, they, Bri- they, Brian's really skilled with graphic design, and uh, he turns that stuff around fast. Like today, I was I remembered. Oh yeah, we have Lafonso Ellis, and I sent him a note yeah. at like eight thirty this morning. Hey, just so you know, got Lafonso, no rush. Yeah, and I yeah. think by like eight forty five, he had a graphic email to me. So maybe I yeah. shouldn't say that too loud for the people at Central National Bank. But. Are wondering where Brian's expense reports are or something, but Brian, yeah, <laughs> Brian has an office at our place. He actually comes over and does some <laughs> production work. But he's very efficient. He gets it done quickly. He gets out of there. <laughs> Gary Moss, like, wait, who is this? Who is this? When do we give this guy an office? <laughs> do I have but, to pay him? <laughs> Brian likes it when we get into some of that Christian contemporary music. Let us know two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Do you want more contemporary Christian music talk? And and if you if you were going to say who is your favorite Christian music artist ever, who would it be? Like I would have a tendency to maybe say like Larnell Harris, or you could, you could say like Michael W. Smith, or Petra if you want to do the best you know favorite band ever. So let us know. Let us know. Sometimes people like it. We talk about that. I think it confuses others. And uh, but Stephen, that's okay. That's okay. We can't be everything to everybody. Lord knows we try. Okay, um, Stephen, let's go. Do we have one of those? Uh, do we have one of those updates today from our buddy uh, Ted Emrick? Yes, at one sixteen. Do I need to? So does that mean I need to get out on time on this first segment? Is that kind of what you're telling me? That would be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, but I just want to go to the. I want to go to Augusta right now, and I want to get everybody caught up. And uh, oh, there it is. Amen Corner, the azaleas are blooming as we step into the spring. A tradition unlike any other, the Masters on CBS. We look at the leaderboard this afternoon and we see that Justin Rose clinging to a lead. He's now got it back to even for the day through 16 holes, went out early, has been able to battle and stay in the lead at 7-under. And then a young man named Leishman, Englishman or Scotsman, I believe, um, has got it to five, had a five under today, shot a gorgeous round. And it looks like the round of the day, a man who's three strokes off the lead now is a man named Weisberger. Weisberger has come in and shot a six under today. I didn't know there would be like a 64, 65 on the course. There was today. And uh, I don't know if there was a little bit of dampness or whatever, but the greens seem to be holding today just a little bit. The undulations seem to be doing better. Brian Harmon, I believe that's the young man's first name, has gone one under today. And then Tony Finau, a man who's been right there, right there in so many of these majors, never won one, has now got it to five under today through 12 holes. 
So he has a good chance to, to have the round of the day because he still has a couple of eagle chances, a couple of sure birdie holes coming up. Justin Thomas making a move today with four under through 12 holes. And then Cameron Smith, I believe a young Australian, five under through 12 holes today. Baylor's Jimmy Walker looks like he will not make the cut. Shot at one over today, four over for the tournament. Had a rough outing yesterday. Looks like he'll miss the projected cut means that he'll miss the cut. He and Phil Mickelson both. Phil Mickelson actually is still battling on the course. Is uh, four over for the tournament, one over today through 14 holes. And uh, he's going to need to come home with a birdie or two to make the cut. Looks like the projected cut, if you can get to three over today, you will make the cut. And, uh, Stephen, anything you want to weigh in on? And uh, make sure you talk in the tones of Augusta National. I did want to say one more thing. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is two under through 13 today after having a wild, wild outing yesterday. Has it to two over. And so making a little bit of, of a move, if Bryson DeChambeau could get it to even or one under and be six shots off the lead heading into the weekend, he's not out of it. The man has the ability to take over a golf course, and as wild as he can be, he can absolutely take this thing over. Stephen, I'd also like to uh, take this opportunity as I go around uh, the scores to wish Ward White's a happy birthday today mm. as he turns 50-something, okay? And uh, we appreciate Ward, and Ward's been a little bit under the weather but he is, uh, it's, it's his birthday today. So a happy birthday out there to Ward Watts, who's worked for a long time with ESPN Central Texas and Fox and is a great part of our team. All right, Stephen. I'm just in awe of your voice. It's, it's very good. Uh, can, I, can I ask you, Matt, were you able to find a pimento cheese sandwich yesterday? I did ask the question, who has the best pimento cheese sandwich in Central Texas? Got several offers. Several uh, people responded. That little place, what's the place that has all the steaks? Where a former member of our team used to pay us in steaks. And they, I think they had pimento cheese. Custom meats, like that place. Custom meats and steaks. Or Waco Custom Meats. Love mm -hmm. that place. Um, pimento cheese, though, Stephen, in the Central Texas area, I'm told HEB has the best pimento cheese in Central Texas. As we come to the end of yeah, well, yeah, we had a, we had a buffering <laughs> issue there. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> buffering. It never happens to Jim Nance. Hello, friends. All right. Um, yeah, it's pimento cheese. Who has the – I am curious, 254-662-1660. We're celebrating the Masters. They have egg salad sandwiches and pimento cheese sandwiches for prices back in the 40s and 50s. Um and So that's a great tradition. Some traditions for the Masters weren't that great, but some traditions are. And we celebrated yesterday, by the way, Lee Elder, 1975, becomes became the first uh, African-American to play at the Masters at Augusta National. It was a big day, and he was back out there to hit the ceremonial tee shot with uh, Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player. Great to see. Great to see. 1975, a man who uh, really went through a lot in trying to get into these tournaments and was turned away time and time again and kept fighting and uh and really, as far as the sports part of civil rights movement, Lee Elder, a great man, great person, and we do celebrate uh, him today. Uh, Stephen, 254-662-1660 is a CNC collision line. Nance rarely gives, gives call-in numbers. But um, let us know where you can find the best egg salad sandwich or pimento. Stephen, that place in uh, McGregor has some great ones. I've been told... That's some of the best pimento in all of Central Texas. Give me the name of that place, uh, please, sir. That, that's a, that is a wonderful place. Yeah, uh, Fox's Treats and Eats. They have a, a really good jalapeno pimento cheese sandwich. That's a good lunch okay. spot there, okay. McGregor. All right, we, need, we got a Masters update for you. We will be back with uh, Baylor basketball and more Masters next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly sunny and very humid today and very warm as well. We do have a 30% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon as a cold front approaches. Some of these thunderstorms may be strong to severe. Look for a high of 92 degrees. Tonight, 20% chance of a shower early, otherwise partly cloudy and 55. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Lady Bears softball, all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball swings back into action Wednesday at Gatterman Stadium hosting Texas State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch Wednesday on 101.3 FM. Tune in to Dan Ingham for every game of Baylor softball on 101.3 FM. The long wait is over, and now the Baylor Bears are celebrating their first-ever men's basketball crown. Now Bears fans can own a special piece of history with a limited-edition, full-size Final Four Wilson basketball that features the scores of every game this season, the Final Four logo, and school logo. And part of the proceeds help the local United Way, too. To order for $99, call 1-800-345-2868 or visit NICOsports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. Don't delay. Only 2021 basketballs will ever be produced. Call 1-800-345-2868. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. My house has a new here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal window central texas.com that's universal window central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure and check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct opportunity to talk to a guy who uh i quite honestly when everybody thought uh nobody can beat gonzaga nobody can stay on the court with them the one man kept believing in the bears he's an espn guy he loves the man he loves the drew family he's a huge fan of drew especially homer drew especially the parents of scott drew and bryce drew loves loves them and uh uh, we had a chance to to catch up with him, and uh, glad to present this. It'll sound a tiny bit different to you. Always like to warn you, because I I kind of had to execute this one uh, on one of my devices, and I'm not quite at Stephen's level, but it's fine because Stephen, once he kind of gets a hold of things, he knows how to he knows how to make it sound. But I just did. I wanted you to be like, hey, this sounds a little different. It's okay. It's okay. It's just a it's a Mosley device type situation. But Lafonso Ellis, one of our favorite people from ESPN, joins us to talk about Baylor's national title right now. It is a Mosley uh, show with uh, Stephen Simcox, and we are fortunate to be joined by Lafonso Ellis, who, uh, boy, he stuck with the Bears when everybody else went over to Gonzaga. They thought Gonzaga was alone. Lafonso, you are rewarded for your faith in the Baylor Bears. <laughs> 
Uh, congratulations, <laughs> man. You came out looking pretty good, I would say, after Monday night. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but, no, uh, it, all of the credit goes to those kids, man. I Two years ago, it, it, it's just interesting to watch them because they defend like no other and take personal pride in defending the basketball, keeping their one-on-one match, one -on -one matchup in front. Flo Bamba and this year, Chama Chachua, those guys do a good job of being physical and boxing out and rebounding at their position. And I don't know. I, I know everyone was enamored with Gonzaga, but I've said all year long that in a one-on-one -on -one matchup, I thought Baylor would win. And part of that is I thought Baylor's uh, defensive physicality, one through five, would impact their ability to be able to run offense. And that's exactly what we saw because as a former scorer myself, it's different when you're able to run your cuts uh, where the way you want to on the line that you want to, able to post up the way that you want to. But all of a sudden, when you get people up and in your face as a ball handler, you can have a tendency to turn your shoulder and turn back, which allows them to actually get more space. And if you are a creative ball handler and can get to the rack, I don't think there's a team in the country that has the better quartet of guards who do a tremendous job of keeping the basketball in front and if they, you do get by them, they don't give you straight line drives to the basket. And we're still talking about, so that's just their defense. Yeah. We're, still talking about the, we're still talking about the best three-point shooting team in the country uh, in the regular season, shot 42% from three, as you know, and uh, making 11 threes per game. So when you combine an elite-level defense with an elite-level scoring team with that many shooters, and then the, the emergence and development of Matt Meyer throughout the year, I just felt that they had a clear advantage. Well, you uh, you were exactly right. And even as a Baylor alum and a fourth-generation Baylor Bear, as I sat in that arena, I, I got to say, I thought, okay, you just got to survive these early minutes. And then LaFonso, they come out and just punch them in the mouth. They're up 9-1. I mean, I can't say that I was ever comfortable until about three minutes left, but, I mean, uh, you, uh, even though you obviously predicted that Baylor was uh, a, a better team at certain positions and, and you favored the matchup, I don't even think you, LaFonso, could have expected a dominant victory like that. I think that kind of shocked everyone. Yeah, I thought, it would, I thought it would be a close game because I thought, all of a sudden that they would be able to at least, Gonzaga, get out and transition and get some easy ones. But uh, I thought Baylor's shot selection all game was terrific. As you know, the Bears, because of all the good handlers that they have out there on the floor, don't turn the basketball over. And so I, I could see early that they were able to take uh, Gonzaga out of their offense. And if you're a team that can, that can take a team out of their cuts and their movements and what they want and force them to play further out on the floor – now all of a sudden you, you have a, a clear advantage. So now does the opposing team have multiple playmakers, guys who can create their own shot off the bounce? And a, another layer of confidence that I had for Baylor, knowing that they would take Gonzaga out of their offensive scheme, is I knew that, Baylor, that Gonzaga only had one guy who could create his own shot off the dribble, and that's Suggs. And that proved to be the case all throughout the game. Yeah, and and I you know every time like Kispert fires or anything, you just you almost think you know it's going to go in, and, and they just kind of knew their patterns, threw them out of a rhythm. Talking to Lafonso Ellis, you see him on ESPN. Lafonso, you would have been a good fit in a Scott Drew program. They they caught, talk about joy, and and I always love it how much uh, you just have fun on that set, and you and Seth and. And, boy, Jay joins you all sometimes, uh, Reese. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, you just have fun. You laugh at everything, and I think it brings a presence. Uh, uh, it's really cool, the dynamic on the set of all the ESPN analysts. So I kind of think you would have fit in pretty well in the Scott Drew program. Oh, that's really kind of you. I appreciate that. It's but by the grace of God that I'm there, and he's given me a passion uh, for kids and the passion for hoops. And so as I – step forward each night. I, I asked him if he would help me glorify him with things that I say that are coming out of my mouth to try to be edified to uh, both opponents, coach, both, both teams' coaches, and uh, both teams' kids. And, uh, you know, I get, I'm in a great spot that God's placed me in that I get a chance to enjoy watching these kids 
grow from freshmen uh, to a little bit timid that freshman year and kind of not fully understand what's, what, what's going on. But after a full year or two in the system, becoming very confident, you can see their shoulders back when even they're communicating with we uh, media people. And not to mention, I just love the game, the X's and O's of the game, strategy, etc. So I'm very grateful to God for having given me such a wonderfully rewarding second career after my NBA career. Yeah, and we remember those NBA days, those nuggets and what y'all did in that playoff. I was in college, and, and uh, you came out. You were, I think, number five overall pick. And those nuggets early on, if I thought hard enough, you had some teammate from uh, uh, probably Wake Forest. Was it Rodney Rogers who was just in, in yeah, just insanely talented? Yeah, yeah. We had a, good, a really good young team. Zikembe uh, Mutombo, of course, was the anchor defensively. Uh, was formerly Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf was our point guard. Brian Smith from the University of Virginia was our two. Reggie Williams from Georgetown who played on that national championship. Georgetown team with Patrick Ewing was our small forward. And then we had Rodney Rogers from Wake Forest, as you mentioned. Tom Hammonds from Georgia Tech. Robert Pat, USC. <laughs> Brian Williams, who became Bison Dele uh, from the University of Arizona. So we had a really young, very talented, confident, yeah, you and those are some personalities. Pack used to. I was always amazed at how fast he could get it up the court. He, in in some ways, he never probably reached his potential. But there were times when Pack almost seemed to be about the most athletic person I'd ever seen on a court, and you got to see it up close. Talking to Lafonso Ellis, uh, who uh, uh, one of the ESPN's analysts, does such a great job. He's been talking about Baylor all year. Let, put your NBA hat on uh, real quick. And Davion Mitchell, I, I got to fi- find it funny that all these, you know what's going to happen, all these mock drafters will suddenly kind of uh, just put his name up there a lot higher than they had it. And, and, and now you have even Fran Fraschillo, one of your colleagues, telling me the other day, hey, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. What, what, do you, what do you see Davion as an NBA player? Because obviously he's made himself into to one of the great two-way players in college basketball. I, I think Davion Mitchell is worthy of being a lottery pick in this year's draft. Very, very few times do you find someone who can get up and underneath any guard in our league and be able to defend for 94 feet. Tough, physical, uh, can, 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 has a burst about him. That, and I actually think people are going to see more, see how athletic he truly is because at that level, it's basketball only. You're actually more rested. And, uh, I mean, how about how about the – you and I talked earlier about growth and development and the, the privilege I get to watch it over uh, some of the kids two to three years and some most of them four. Damian Mitchell, when he transferred from Auburn, you could stand off of him for ten feet and dare him to shoot the basketball right. And then he works on his game, he works on his game. And from a percentage standpoint, I don't know if he finished that way. But I don't think any of us would have been able to look at those four guards, Butler, uh, Swagler, Teague, and Mitchell, and think that Davion Mitchell would be the percentage-wise best three-point shooting uh, player on that Baylor team. So credit to him and the work and the uh, effort that he put in on, on improving his shot to go along with his prowess on the defensive end. I will be disappointed and absolutely shocked if he's not a lottery pick. Well, that's pretty cool to hear, um, and uh, it is funny how we sort of make these market adjustments based on things that happened in the tournament. We knew You knew he was a great player all year. <clears throat> Suddenly, since he did it in such a public way in the tournament, he's going to shoot up there. Jared Butler, most uh, – so uh, who knows? I mean, you got to get Butler and – uh, and Davion in the first round. Maceo could sneak in the second round, maybe a European player. But uh, And then these, these next guys, you know, Meyer uh, is just a monster. I mean, he is, he can, he is so highly skilled. Um, I, I, you know, do you see him? I mean, he's got your height. Um, and you all may honestly kind of had similar games to a certain extent. I don't remember. I was trying to remember how many threes you were taking back in the day. But what do you think Meyer's future holds? I love Matt Meyer on national television probably back in January, and I've continued to repeat it. Uh, I, I'd be shocked if Matt Meyer's not playing in our league and playing for, in our league for a long time. And, and part, the, the next – so we know he 
sport of basketball at any level. I, I, I was absolutely thrilled that Scott would allow him to actually handle the ball in pick and roll situations. And 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 how about how about Matt making the right reads? In a, he's six nine. <laughs> he's six nine and playing as the <laughs> pick and roll handler, right? And, and recognizing whether the dive guy or the roll up guy was actually open and able to put that basketball on the hands on time and on target. And of course, he can shoot it with deep range from anywhere on the floor. He can create his own shot off the dribble. Obviously, when they do that dribble handoff series, and he ended up with a four or a five on him, he'll pop back a couple dribbles, back dribble, and put it on the deck and get to the rim. There's two things for him to be a surefire first round pick. And if he can master these two things, I think he would be a lottery pick coming out of college. If he can get stronger through his hips, thighs, that when he's driving it, that he's not able to get knocked off of his line. And then secondly, I do think his lateral, and, and that'll help him in terms of his lateral strength as he's sliding defensively, because if there's one area of his game that struggles, now he's really good when he's standing in front of you uh, with using his hands to disrupt, but, but he's got to improve with his lateral uh, sliding and his lateral quickness and strength uh, to be not, not only – a guy who could get you 20 on the offensive end because he can create his own shot and has unlimited range, but a guy who can actually hold his own on the defensive end as well that can maybe be one of those guys that can switch one through four, depending on how much weight he puts on, maybe one through five, but initially one through four, and be able to hold his own. So if he can get stronger in those areas, get better with his lateral uh, sliding ability, then I think that puts him in the in, in the lottery pick area. But at um, with just right now, because of all those things I just described, mm-hmm. I would think first round pick after senior year. All right. Well, I got to say, you've obviously done some coaching. Um, if uh, you know Hubert went from ESPN to the bench, and now he's UNC's coach. Uh, other people have been hired from ESPN. If your alma mater ever comes calling, Lafonso, you might have to. You may not be able to turn that down. <laughs> we're, we're always open, man, but I, I, I'm grateful for the spot that God has given me, and I want to honor him in every way with what he's given me. And So I, I'm in a great wheelhouse right now. I'm very grateful. All right. It's going to be fun. Big 12, now Moser at, at OU. Beard goes to the Texas. Adams at Texas Tech. I mean, this is really going to be fun. Is there? Do you? What do you think of those hires? By the way, do you? Does, does one of those? And obviously, UNC was a huge opening. Indiana takes Mike Woodson. I mean, which is the? Is there one that just really kind of shocked you or blew your mind or that you love of of all those hires? I, I, I wasn't shocked by any of them, but the one that I love is uh, is, is, is Texas. I mean, I I thought Chris Beard now. I'm sad, of course, for Texas Tech because uh-huh. that's a huge loss. But at the same time, you could just sense you could just sense that there was a bit of displeasure with with Shaka Smart, and I think both Shaka and Texas needed a new start. And I don't think they could have gotten a better dude, um, a better dude than Chris Beard. And part of that is, what, here's what I wondered, right? So Shaka, we've gotten to know him uh, with his. Uh, scramble defense and havoc and that kind of thing. And I've been sitting back waiting and to see havoc actually at Texas, right? Just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, he's been put, put dudes in, in the league, which is great. Uh, he's had some really competitive teams. But what Chris Beard is going to that the culture that you saw at Texas Tech is the culture that Chris Beard is going to bring at Texas. And, and when you have a culture, now you're all bringing in guys who fit your culture and your style. I love to see guys be successful or fail doing it the way that's true to them. And I didn't think Shaka did that when he was at Texas. I hope he's able to do that at Marquette. Chris Beard will certainly do that at Texas. I think you're right. Although the 40 acres, it's a, it's a pleasant place. It's hard to get that mentality there because people just enjoy themselves. And we'll see. New football coach, new basketball coach. Lafonso, you're the best. We love watching you. Kevin Connors up there is another great friend who uh, loves Baylor basketball. I, I mean, I just, yeah, those are great guys. Yes, wonderful guys. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to work with them. All right, there he goes. Appreciate it. LaFonzo Ellis joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESP. All right, there he was, <clears throat> the Fonz himself. Glad to be able to bring you LaFonzo Ellis, 
um, who uh, was a great player at Notre Dame back in the day, just turned 50 recently and is a really big part of ESPN's coverage and, and really is one of those guys that's just as nice to visit with off the air as he is on the air and uh, just uh, and loves the Drew family, just a huge fan of the Drew family and a big fan of the Bears. And I don't think that's why he picked them. He picked them because he truly thought that they were going to be better than Gonzaga in that game. But he also loves uh, Scott's parents and uh, and just thinks the world of them. And I think it goes back to an old NIT appearance in like 2009. And maybe Baylor was in the tournament and they in, invited uh, uh, they invited he and his wife Jennifer uh, Lafonso and his wife Jennifer to hang out for like the rest of the tournament and they just all became great friends and so he sort of became a de facto uh, bear fan ever since Lafonso Ellis from ESPN all right we've got uh, more things for you lots going on and um, we've got uh, we got some golf to update you on the Masters and then some interesting <clears throat> we got to dive back into some baseball talk um, I kind of, kind of, eh, Rangers starting to grab my attention a little bit. There's a couple things going on with that team that I'm wanting to uh, pursue, and we'll do it all next. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254 799 2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at NW. Waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. If you're in need of professional car repair, how about you take your vehicle to a place that is locally owned and operated for 20 plus years, a place with a drive-up canopy, meaning you don't have to park your car when you need service, a AAA shop, a Blue Seal ASC certified shop, not to mention the cleanest shop in town, and winner of the best auto repair award since 2002, a place where customer satisfaction is the number one priority, Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 530, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center, like they say, where your troubles are our business all right let's talk about your friend in the car business alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat 201 west loop 340 just down from highway 84 in waco and uh, ted teague and his group do such a great job uh certified by jd power again this year as the winner of the customer first award for excellence rams the three-peat motor trend truck of the year back to back to back top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. 2021 new Ram 1500 crew cab Lone Star total values up to $5,500 or 0% for 84 months. Jeep, see the most decorated SUVs available. Jeep is built tough. And of course, I've got that Grand Cherokee, the new 2021 group, uh, group uh, Grand Cherokee Laredo 
up to 37.50 in total values or 0% for 72 months. Chrysler, new 2021 Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid, limited total values of 7,000 or 0% for 84 months. Go out there, take advantage. Any maker model, if you want to take advantage of the service, uh, this is not a place you're going to be waiting forever because we're talking like 55,000 square feet of uh, space. And uh, they'll get you in, they'll get you out, they'll do it very safely. You feel like everything's sanitized the way it needs to be. These are great folks out there. Get by and see them. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Mavericks got a nice win over one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, defeating the Bucks 116 to 101 on Thursday night. The duo of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis led the way. Doncic had 27 points and Porzingis had 26 points on the night. Next up for the Mavs, they face off with the Spurs on Sunday evening. Rangers host the Padres in a three-game series beginning this evening. Texas can get over 500 for the first time this season with a win. That broadcast starts at 6:30 with first pitch at 7:05 on 1590 Kicker AM. Astros are expected to add Jake Odorizzi to the rotation this week. Odorizzi came over from Minnesota in the offseason. He was an all-star for the Twins in 2019. Astros host the A's tonight. First pitch for that game is at 7-10. Baylor baseball opens the series with West Virginia this evening. Broadcast at 7-15. First pitch at 7-30. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Here we are. We've got a lot going on. And uh, tell you what, Stephen, I'm going to have to step out the hall at some point. You would like to think if you're doing a radio show, folks might uh, not start up the vacuums, but that has not been the case uh, today. So I may have to. Stephen, should I do that on the air? Just kind just of lean out the door and just say can you please knock that off <laughs> it's happened before i've had leaf blowers during a live show things happen okay you just have to kind of play through it steven and i'm not i'm not that great at that i was looking at this one thing steven this guy evan miyakwa do you like him he does all this like stat stuff that i really like end of the year most valuable player rankings and he does it via uh he does these things called uh indispensability and an MVP score that he assigns each player. Steven, who do you think was the most valuable player in the country? The most valuable player in the country based on all these analytics. MVP score of, of, of 1,000, 1.000, and an indispensability score of 3.19. Steven, the, the, just if you didn't know what indispensability is, uh, that's what you and I are to ESPN Central. Like, they, the, the whole thing would shut down if we decided to leave. All right? Mm. We may put I, it to the test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say Davion Mitchell. Jared Butler. No, oh, nice. Jared Butler gets the, uh, the MVP score for the best in the nation. Second, this shocked me. You would think, you know, one of these huge Luca Garza or, you mm-hmm. know, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. You think of all the great players out there. Of course, I thought of Mitchell as well. Uh, Mitchell checks in at number 13 on the list, okay, which is fine. I don't, again, I don't totally understand the numbers on this. Davion's the best two-way player in the country, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion. I'm not the only one who says that. But number two in the whole country was a guy named Kendrick Davis from SMU. I mean, Old I, TCU I cannot player. Say, oh, is that right? Did he go over from TCU? <laughs> yeah, he transferred to SMU. I didn't was he even, good at TCU? I don't remember him doing anything um, there. Did he play he guard He was pretty good. At, he was a guard. He was pretty good as a true freshman. And I don't know the whole story there, but he ended up leaving. I think the story is Jamie Dixon's a bad coach, and he knows it too. But, um, yeah, he, I didn't realize he had a really good season at SMU. Good for him. All right. All right. I'm uh, 
I'm just looking I'm looking here to see what we just got. We just got some breaking news there from our graphic our graphic artist. I love seeing that. Um uh, Steven, um I, I just I like going over all these things. I'm not ready to turn loose <clears throat> of this championship. I know people say Mosley, it's time to move on. Well it's not. <clears throat> I may never move on. But I am gonna come to this um I'm thinking about showing up at the parade. I don't know. I kind of sense that I'm not really going to be anywhere near the float, but I am going to, I'm just going to kind of sit over there on the corner, if they'll let me, at the corner of like Austin and 7th Street, kind of watch them come by. Wave at Scott, maybe give Scott a wave, wave at Mac, the whole bunch. Mac will be on with us um, at 105 Tuesday, okay, the AD, the athletic director, Mac Road, Stephen, and then... Uh, Trying to get the president. Trying to get the president on. Okay, and uh, boy, love these assistants. Are these assistants not the greatest? Having Coach Jacus and Coach Tang on, I have loved every minute of that. They've just been so great. Obviously, Scott and I, for many many years, have done radio together, and we'll uh, we'll get Scott on at some point. That'll be fun. Um, Stephen, baseball wise, Rangers are three and three. I've been looking around last night. I kind of dug into my Sports Illustrated. Baseball preview. I just kind of want to see, okay, what's supposed to be happening and what's actually happening. So the White Sox are supposed to be good this year. Blue Jays aren't, but they are kind of good. They're three and three. They're young. They're really good. Steven, I, I mean, the shortstop power around the league is just insane. You remember shortstops used to be just great slick fielders, and if they could hit, that's great. But you only had like, you only had like two or three shortstops that could really hit. Now you've got shortstops that have a like crazy power all around the league. You look at the Padres. You look at the Blue Jays. And what's funny, Stephen, like you look at the Blue Jays lineup, for instance. You got Bichette, Dante Bichette's kid. You got like Biggio's kid at some place, wherever he is. And you got um, uh, you got Tatis Jr. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, Vlad Vladimir Jr. Jr. Yeah, Kevin it's Biggio's cr- with the Blue Jays too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? How all these stars from the past, all their sons – are playing and golly man yeah the blue jays gm was just a 90s baseball fan like he just basically added all the kids <laughs> of, of those players hey, all his tops cards he was going through them oh i love this guy i wonder if brady what's his name has a you remember the guy the shortstop or did he play short uh, did brady play he played outfield remember brady is it brady anderson who one year it's always famous in the, in the steroid era i don't know if they ever totally caught him but he went from hitting well, you know, nine, ten home runs a year. One year he just hit 50 out of nowhere. Yeah, wasn't he like 50. the Orioles leadoff hitter or something? <laughs> Brady Anderson, he just, one year he just hit 50. We're all like, what? What happened? And the, 50. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like the first he, game I ever went to live at the ballpark in Arlington, and he was leading off, and he must have been on the juice thing because he just cranked one like 450 feet. Just killed it. Just, just absolutely killed it. A young Simcox at age 10. Dad, my gosh, how does he hit the ball that far, son? He's using substances. He's putting the clear on. <laughs> also, Chanho Park is pitching. That helps. <laughs> it's a pitch of batting practice. Okay, there's another thing going on. Speaking of substances, they, I don't know if you caught this story from uh, from The Athletic. Uh, our buddy, who writes for The Athletic? Uh, f- um, Rosenthal, okay? He had this, he had this story. I say our buddy very loosely. I, I, I may, I may, we may recognize each other. But he the, apparently Bauer, who is, you know, just outspoken, crazy, over the top, he got a huge amount. He's making $40 million this year to pitch for the Dodgers. Does that sound right, Stephen? Yes, that's Bauer correct. Bauer with the Dodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. well, his spin rate has gone crazy. And so apparently the umpire's... We're kind of noticing maybe something sticky, a little foreign substance, something. They have gathered several baseballs and sent those to the commissioner's office. Now, it's hard to prove because you almost have to catch them red-handed. It happened years ago with Pineda back in 2014. They caught him somehow getting some sticky stuff from his neck. But you're not supposed to be able to dap up that ball with sticky. But that spin rate... He he blew away. He got Cy Young last year in a shortened season. He his spin rate went crazy, and so what they do is try to compare it your spin rate to your old spin rate, and apparently on the spin rate that substance you put on it 
causes that extra spin. People say, what does that mean, Mosley? Well, on a breaking ball, if you can get a few more revolutions and you can get a tighter, harder break, you know, it's going to help you strike out more people. And he was basically unhittable last year. So it's, it's, it's you know, the, we don't know if he's cheating or not. They're looking at some other baseballs as well, but they have been taking a look at Bauer. And Bauer in the past has made some veiled references to what some of the Astros were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they almost think maybe Bauer was kind of doing it to prove a point. Kind of like, you want to see you want to see what cheating can do? Like, here's what it can do. So they're looking at those Bauer baseballs right now. But, Stephen, uh, the subterfuge, the 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 all this stuff in baseball is kind of fun. I mean, you know, I hate I don't like the that the Astros were cheating like crazy to win that World Series, but players have been trying to do this in baseball for years upon years. And it goes back, I think the Negroes used to get accused of it. Gaylord Perry may have I'd have to talk to my dad to remember some of this stuff. But they were they they were these pitchers will reach up on their cap and get some whatever pine tar, whatever substance they need. This has been going on for generations. But they say right now it's completely out of control. Just absolutely, completely out of control. So uh, it's just um, something I want to keep my eye on. This is the kind of stuff, by the way, J-Mo's coming up next. Steven, he's J-Mo's out there like, yes, yes, baseball. And his Reds are red hot right now. Cincinnati's playing really well. Reds may run away with the NL Central, the way this thing's going. My Pirates just have already exited the stage. I think they're like either 1-4, 1-5. and, four, one and five. They're horrific. There's a guy named Cabrian something, Cabrian Hayes. His dad was Charlie Hayes, I think. So I'm, I'm, I like to look at the prospects. When you have a horrible team, you just take a peek at the prospects. Rangers, Cal Gibson went out in, in his last outing, actually had a decent outing. And, Stephen, who do we like on this team right now? Nate Lowe's been killing it. Mm-hmm. Finally had an 0-4 for 4 the other night with a couple of strikeouts. Yeah, but uh, I mean, David Dahl's doing pretty well. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is hitting well in the leadoff spot so far. Um, Solek has not been going well, but he finally caught one the other day yeah. on a home run. But uh, Gallo's hitting pretty – I mean, Gallo's hitting the ball right now. Um, and, and, honestly, their rotation – the first time through held up pretty well. Jordan Lyles was great in his start, um, and their their bullpen is a mess, but it, it seems to have settled down. Ian Kennedy has gotten a couple saves. Matt Bush was able to get through the eighth inning yesterday. <laughs> it, yeah, but he's given up three home runs in his last three innings. Okay, but he was able to get through the, <laughs> the eighth <laughs> inning on Wednesday. <laughs> It was 2 nothing when he came in. It was 2-1 when he left, Mosley. <laughs> Don't sneak that past me. Matt Bush has been giving up home runs. You know he is. Leone Tavares, did you see that start for Leone? Like 0 of 18. Like 0 for, 0 for 18 with 9 or 10 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. He got a base knock the other day, but it's been, it's been a rough go for him at the plate. All right, there's your baseball talk. Take that, Tommy. Take that, Tommy baseball. All right, Tommy. Getting does he suit up still, Stephen? Does he get out there still umpire games, or does Gary have him locked up? I don't think he can get out of the office till about ten at night. When, when Garrett when Garrett makes a good point on the show, he'll give a strike call like real real loud in the studio. <laughs> so not many strike calls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kidding, G. You the man. Okay, um, John Morris, the legend, the myth. The man, he is next. Have a great weekend. If we're allowed to, we'll see you Monday at 1 o'clock. Good night, all.